0: afternoon I think we'll we'll look at the second oh no I'm sorry first Thessalonians the fifth chapter and I'll read the whole chapter I actually looked at a a different portion a couple times earlier this week or last week. And it, it's funny that I, when I read it and looked at it, I, I thought, wow, what a, what a good message in, in this portion that I looked at. And then when I looked at it again, last night and just to see if I could organize any sorts of any sort of my thoughts looked at that same passage that, that seemed like such a, a good message I looked at it and it seemed like I had zero understanding of what was being said in that passage I just didn't even I looked at it and I read it a couple times and I'm like I don't even know what I was what I was thinking and not that God doesn't have a message in in that passage. There's nothing in this Bible that doesn't need to be there and nothing in this Bible that isn't a a good message for believers, but it's it's that way that that God gives the understanding and He he sheds the light where that light needs to be shed. and. Gave me that understanding earlier in the week, but just now it, it just totally eludes me and I have, I don't even have any idea what, what I was, where I was thinking of going with what I looked at before. And I don't know so much that I see any, well, I don't want to say any great, but I don't know that I have a great, uh, revelation on this chapter either other than the beautiful message that it is standing alone on itself. So I'll read the the entire chapter the entire fifth chapter of 1st Thessalonians reading in Jesus name. But of the time and the seasons brethren ye have no need that I write unto you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman's child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, put in on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know that which labor, know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. prophesying. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God, our heavenly Father, and from Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, be multiplied unto each one here today, now and forever. Amen. As I said, I don't know. I don't know that I have any any special insight further into much that is said here, other than. What an encouragement this chapter is and, and a, a lesson and it seems, and like I said maybe, that that, that other chapter that I was looking at before that I don't even know what it, I feel like I don't understand what it's saying anymore now that I look at it. That God gives the understanding and, and I can say this and I hope that everyone here, it, it seems to me that this is such a, a straightforward and a plain message for believers. I pray that it is that way for, for each of us here. But it, it gives us clear instruction and clear, a clear message and good reminders and a good, and a, a, a lesson and, and a I guess a reminder, as I said, that they, that the Lord cometh, He'll come as a thief in the night. I know for myself, it seems so much. You, you know that we know, we know God's word is true, and He does not just give us fancy little sentences or. or Phrases like that for, for poetic purposes. It is true that we, that no man knows the time that Christ shall return. As I was the same for myself. I, we know that and I, I know that. But even then, I can say that and, and know that that is, the, that is God's truth. But how much so it still seems for myself, anyway, that knowing that. But I still sort of believe and think, well, I'll have time. If there's anything wrong, if there's any any anything on my conscience, I have time. And when I think of others, I think in 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 of unbelievers and I think well, they, they don't have much time and I, I don't know how much I can do about it and, and hope that I can have the words to say if I need to say it to some person who is living in unbelief that they might come come to Christ but for myself I feel like oh I, I'll have time and I know you hear from this place up here at this pulpit, how often we hear and how often I've heard growing up. And even I I've said it that it seems like well when you get older you'll get a little bit a little bit better. A little bit closer to being perfect. You're not gonna be perfect, but you'll be you'll be pretty close. And I think of past men in this position and I think how I just can't. I can't picture them being as sinful as I am. I know that they had sin, as all do. And I know I, I, I have said this before, but it just seems so, so un- unbelievable to me that those men were anything like I am, and I feel like well. I get maybe to that age I'll be I'll be better. I know when I was a kid just a boy in hearing that I was like, well they're they're just saying that that's not yeah. possible. These men are just saying that to to make the rest of us maybe feel better, make the, the younger ones feel better, but I know, but by the time I'm, I'm about eight years past the time that I thought I'd have absolutely everything figured out in my mind when I was six. I thought by the time I was twenty my life would be figured out and I'd be a pretty good person by then and I'd have matured and grown up and and been past, been past those temptations that, that come at us. I don't know if I should jump around too much, but it just reminded me of that 16th verse. And I was looking at that and maybe I'll just go to it. I know maybe I'm jumping, just jump right through there, but that 16th verse and it, it, I had a little, uh, reference there to, uh, Corinthians. In the sixth chapter of Second Corinthians, tenth verse, it says, "This is speaking of of us believers." That, and I'll only read this this tenth verse. There is much. There's much more examples of who and what we are. But as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing; as poor, yet making many rich; as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. I suppose I was thinking of that is because I know that this flesh struggles with sin there is no escaping the, those temptations the devil does not let up the older we get he does not relax or, or take it easy on us to say to someone while well, this person is a pretty, pretty mature Christian and, and steadfast in their beliefs and given a lot of faith maybe I'll just take it easy on them I don't think he does that. I suppose that's where most of my tears come from when I'm up here. Thinking that by this time in my life I'd be a better person. I'm not saying I got everything figured out, but maybe you can say, I don't know, we know that the word says that those children are, are the kingdom of heaven, that we should become as children. I don't know if I'm correct in saying so, but there, I think there might be something to spiritual maturity and, and as well. I don't know what degree it, everything needs to be to, and I'm not sure if, I'm, if that's really needed. I'm not talking about that so much, but the devil doesn't let up on those temptations, regardless of where we are. And I will go back, but I was looking at that sorrowful yet always rejoicing, referring to that 16th verse, rejoice evermore. Well, how can we rejoice? We can rejoice in the fact that Jesus Christ shed his blood, that our sins are forgiven. It says, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. How is that? It's that way because when we know who we are, we know what we need and we know what we've been given. If we had no reason for the sorrow then we would have no reason that we'd have need of, of a Savior. It says that that sorrow that worketh repentance, that godly sorrow worketh repentance. And sometimes I think of that. how I look up here sometimes. Many people, I think, in, in Christianity these days, out at other churches, I think they'd be pretty... Wonder what's going on that it seems like I'm such a sad person up here. Or that we're in this, in this church maybe too sober and, and why aren't we getting excited and, and jumping and, and laughing and, and just having a big smile on our face. and I think you know it and I don't know if I need to keep going on it seems like I always talk about it maybe it's my own self-consciousness but these tears don't don't come from that from a a real sadness it's it's not a sadness that that brings me down It's, it's knowing full well what has been done for me It's, it's, I don't know if I can fully say it's not a little bit of, of guilt but it's mostly tears of joy how much we this flesh is unable to fulfill that which has been done for us Done. And that is where that that sorrow that's we're, we can be sorrowful, but always rejoicing. Don't lose that reason that you need that Savior, and not saying to, to stay in sin and to not worry about having that sin. But don't forget that this flesh doesn't leave you either while we are here. If you have no reason, if you have no, no sin and, and no, nothing wrong with you, then what, what need do you have for Christ? For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As, as travail upon a woman with child, they shall not escape. Too much on that, but it does seem it does seem very much how I said what I said already. How much it feels like that for myself. That maybe maybe later I'll get things figured out, or maybe later I'll put that sin off. Don't wait for it. Wait. Don't wait for later. Today. Today is that. That acceptable day of the Lord. Today is that day of grace. We don't. We never have that promise of tomorrow. I know we all hear that. I know we all say that. And we we all think, and we we know that that's true. But we all do think, well, yeah, but I'll probably still wake up tomorrow and go about another day and go to work. We don't know that. It may not be. And that's not a that's not a bad thing, but it is it is a, a scary thing if we are not right. Take advantage of this day of grace and take advantage of the, the believers you have around you, and put that sin off if it is anything if there is anything troubling you. And there are those things that we cannot. I know. All of us have known and experienced, and I'm not not trying to get on them for anything. I'm not. I'm not saying any. I'm not trying to say anything bad about them, at all. And I don't know if I need to say, it, but we we do know that they're. Please don't don't think that I'm saying anything bad about these people. We all. We all know them, and we we all have loved loved them, and they are still our our brothers and sisters in Christ. But not saying that you need to go ask for forgiveness for every little kicking somebody's toe or thinking about something while you were making supper or, or every tiny little thing but I know there's no degree of what is a large or a small sin but if there is anything that is troubling any of anyone today is that day that you can gasp for forgiveness today is that day that you can hear that that all those sins are forgiven, in Jesus' name, and precious shed blood. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober, For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, for in helmet, the hope of salvation. As it says, us believers, those ones that are living in the day, the children of light, as it says, Do not sleep. How easy it is to want to do that sometimes, and maybe for myself mostly. To just kind of just go about life and just not think about it. Six days of the week. Let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. We are not children of the night, nor of darkness. Be ready that that day does not overtake you, as it says. And like I said, those... You no, know, we don't need to, to go about and ask it. every little person forgiveness for some tiny thing we may have glanced through our brain. has has an amazing abundance of of forgiveness for us I don't think we need to to worry about so many things that God has given us that forgiveness that forgiveness is there I hope I don't sound like I'm contradicting what I said that, that if there are those things do not put them away either It is so easy to do that as well, to to tell yourself that, well, that thing, maybe it wasn't that bad of a problem. Maybe I don't need to speak to a brother in Christ about that. Maybe now that it's been six months that I've kind of haven't thought about it for a few weeks, that that person hasn't thought about it or that thing hasn't bothered me. And it doesn't seem like I'm... Close to be in trouble for it, maybe I don't even need to worry about it anymore, don't think that either we are children of the light, let those things come to the light that we do not let that day when Christ come overtake us and we do not see it coming be ready and be joyful and be be happy that that day might come I'm not sure where it, It says I don't maybe don't need to go to, but it's even so. Lord, come quickly. Maybe I'm reading that that mixing the words up, but that should be our prayer. And it seems sometimes when we read these things, and I say that even as I said to the outside world, what a what a strange thing that would be to hear. And it sounds like I'm just going through my own thinking here, but it's like, well, I'm not I don't want to die or, or hurry that up, but even saying that and knowing that I, I know I, I don't want to do anything to to hurry that up for myself at all. But that is my prayer, and it seems like such a strange thing. As I said, it would seem so so odd to a non-believer, someone would pray that or want that. But that that is our prayer, not that we we shouldn't be mad or upset with with God. This life is a gift. This day of grace is a gift from God. And yet we do pray that, that that day would come quickly when we could be called home. Not that we want to end this life, but because when put in comparison to the life that is waiting us, waiting for us, how, how much better that would be. And I know we can't understand it and we don't even have any sort of gauge or measure to, to think about what that would be. But we know by faith, <coughs> we know by faith that it is eternal happiness and communion with God. And that is a hard thing to fathom and a hard thing to understand and a hard thing to wrap this fleshly mind around. But that is what is waiting for those believers. And I think about those who have gone on sometimes, and I know I may have said this before. Well I I know I have, but how it seems like I said we don't we don't want to hurry the, the ending of our lives here on earth. As I said, this is a gift. This life is a gift. Sometimes it's almost—I uh, don't want to. I don't know if I should say it like that, but almost a, a bit of. Well, I don't. I don't know if that's the word, but to get the sentiment across, I'll, I'll use the word. But a bit of jealousy of those that have gone on. And I was just thinking of I don't know if I can handle even talking about it, but... Susan. i thinking about how I used to think that when you get older, it might get easier. But it doesn't get easier. And I know everybody here knows knows what I mean, so I'm not in danger of offending or or hurting anybody. But how thankful I am! Dag and Susan are where they are. And this this world would of course it it is harder harder for this worldly understanding. Think well why why now? Why then? But how thankful it is and how, how much how much joy we can have knowing where they are and knowing that they do not have to put up or deal. With any more years of life on this earth. <laughs> they have their reward in heaven. And it's not that we want to end this life, we know that. I don't know if I need to keep making excuses for what I'm about to say, but I don't know how much I wait for that day. When things go so well on earth and I think I have it made, what a foolish thing to think and and how, how much greater it is, that reward waiting for us. have not (coughs) appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also ye do what a blessing we have in this country right now it's going going quickly and it seems like its it, it's disappearing out of those freedoms so quickly I don't think it's far off that those freedoms might be fully taken away to do as we are as we are doing they cannot they cannot take that faith from us and they cannot take that that fellowship from us but to do it freely this way this may as we are right now this may not not always be commandment here comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also you do we know this is Paul writing to the Thessalonians but I believe this is this is all God's word and it's for us as well that God is, is telling us to do that that is what we are here for, as as, well, as a as a congregation and, and as the believers. Comfort each other, edify each other, and together around this word as we as much as we can. That natural freedom might be taken away, but. More so, it's not to take advantage or to take for granted the gift we have been given. Encourage others in, in Christ. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. When I read that, it seems, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems as though it's saying them which labor among you, sometimes, I don't know if I'm wrong in saying this, but it seems like it might be referring to those that are are preaching or, or, or whatever, but I don't, I think it's to all, and maybe everyone else understands that, knows that, and I don't, but that can be to all of us. Those that labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Be thankful for those those people in your life that preach unto you, whether it's from this spot here or or in a couple moments of fellowship. Be thankful for for those people that are, are willing to direct you back to the Word if you were trying to get off on a different path. Esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. That is a, a, a work of love that someone would admonish you. That is not something that maybe some people want to be in, get in it. In arguments or, or, well, the, for Lord something over you, but be thankful for those people that bring something to you in, 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 in Jesus name and in love. Esteem them very highly. That should be each one of us to each one of us. Now we exhort you brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble minded. Support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. For myself, I don't need to think of. I don't need to read that as a as a commandment for myself that I would look on others that they don't aren't putting evil to to a, evil for evil to anyone else. I only have to look at myself for how much I, that is me, and how quick and easy it seems for me. Well, if this person does something wrong, well, just not we just. some put some harsh judgment on them that is not who we are that is not who we are to be someone who does that and I think so much of that of what Christ has said that anyone who Says that they hate their brother is a is a murderer already. Someone who puts evil or renders evil for evil cannot be that same person that is that children of light and the child of the day, as it says at the beginning. Those are just another temptation that is put on us. And some people, maybe me especially, just our our nature and and who we are and the the devil takes full advantage of that. He takes full advantage of this flesh. Not that this flesh is too much different in anyone from anyone, but he takes advantage and and, as Uncle George was even saying this morning that there's, there's cracks in that wall, in that rock, and he can slip the things in there and, and, and get, at, get in at us where we, are, where we are weak. And how much more then do we need to comfort each other and to, and to edify each other, support the weak, well, who is that? It doesn't take too much thinking. I think, well, support the weak first off. I think about, Well, maybe I should kind of be thinking a lot, especially about just young homeless children. And I'm not saying we don't need to be worried about those. We are to to care for those if we are able to do that as well. But that weak is me. I am that weak person. Warn them that are unruly. How much these words sometimes come on! It seems to just push a push a dagger right into me. I don't have to go too far, and I just if I'm middle of the week and as far away from Sunday services as I can be, and not thinking about it, and I someone said, well. Don't give evil to anybody Evil for evil or warn them that you're unruly and support the weak. I'm not even remotely thinking of myself. But when I have this word in front of me, how much it just cuts right down. God knows us. God knows our weaknesses as well. And how can we support each other to fortify or, or strengthen those weaknesses is to be in this word and to have this word preached unto us? Because it says that is each of our duty to do that for each other. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That is God's will in Christ Jesus concerning us, that we would in everything give thanks. And there are so many verses in here that seem to sum up the entirety of, of our faith and, and our walk. And this one seems to do it as well. Of what our purpose is here. And they don't contradict each other, they go hand in hand. Every other verse that I might be referring to when you may know of, just that we would love each other and love our brethren and that is the the entire commandments but also that in everything we would give thanks and how much we have to be thankful for if we are given thanks in everything of what has been done for us in our soul salvation and Christ's work—that work is done in us, and that that thankfulness can be shown to others as well. As I said, they all this this board goes hand in hand with itself. It is never never off on on a, on two different things of what we need to do, but they all go perfectly together given that thanks and that word would be shown through us that thankfulness would be shown through us that others might see it and pray that God's work would be done in them as well and he would give them that that faith and grace to believe quench not the spirit despise not prophesying prove all things hold fast that which is good to go too, too far on this, you know, time is getting short, but quench not the spirit and despise not prophesyings. how true that is, that we cannot do that. But then that 21st verse, and this is kind of going off on a different path, or a different uh topic, but prove all things as well maybe I could have saved talking about this for another day because there's a whole uh, there's a lot to be considered there as well, but there's much day that I see in, in in some churches, and I don't want to condemn those people those people are are sinners as we are, but we are we are sinners saved by grace and truth. But there are so many prophesyings I see and I I used to when I hear that I used to say, man, these people are, are weird. These people are sure off their off their rockers and off on some weird weird thinking when they believe this stuff that's not the way to think about them either but I do have sorrow and, and, and sadness for them when they are not not believing the truth <coughs> we are not to despise those prophesying but that 21st verse closes it up there prove all things hold fast that which is good there are those prophesyings that, that I've seen too many examples and I then I would wanna recollect on things that are, are new and new revelations come to Christians. And it seems odd to me that they don't understand or, or haven't lined it up with scripture. And it seems to me that there is no there is no way that what they have have prophesied lines up with with God's word. And I don't know that we have. Necessarily seen that. I mean we haven't right here. But there is that. And that's a, like I said. It's another topic. But to despise not those prophesies. Yet prove them all. Abstain from all appearance of evil and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ that is such a a beautiful a beautiful thing to pray for a fellow believer That our spirit and soul and body preserved preserve blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And how much we pray that for ourselves as well. For we know how weak this flesh is. Continue to pray that for each other. Continue to pray that for yourself. That God would preserve each of us. Until he comes again. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren pray for us. And maybe I'll just close now. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss, and I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Shall we close with the benediction? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.